got the Holy Ghost. Oh, boy, I said, I heard about five people said that. I'm with you. You're supposed to have, you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost will give you detection when ignorance show up, when you don't supposed to be talking to him, leaving alone, supposed to be talking to her and leaving stuff alone that you don't have no business bothering and walk past some folk that halfway like you. Y'all quiet. Because you can't ignore everybody. But you got to pray about everything. Yes. Because God will give you discernment between that which is good and that which is evil. Amen. Let me go on and finish it. Go ahead and give me. I'm trying to hurry up to a close, but I ain't there yet. The believer must follow, must run, and press after perfection, the perfection for which Christ has saved him, because the believer must believe, must be active, excuse me, must be active in living for Christ. Amen. What do I mean by that? If Jesus was in a war, and he's a soldier, and we are the hand grenades that are fastened to him, I'm about to help somebody right now. If we are the hand grenades fastened to him, he pulls a pin and throw you, he ought to be able to turn around and know that you're going to make some noise. Did you get that today? But if he pulls you off of him and pulls the pin and throw you in, and he's waiting for the noise, he just threw a dud. And God don't have dud soldiers. No dud hand grenades. He plans on using you for everything. I'm tired. That's all right. Get your rest because you got to get back up anyway. Because you're on the battlefield for the Lord. And what did you promise? You promised him that I, I'm going to serve him till I die. I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. Paul said this. It's one thing that he must do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Stop right there. Paul worked at forgetting the past. He faced what so many of us face today. Failures. Shortcomings. The struggle to forget it and move on. That is the greatest struggle of everybody in this room. Trying to forget it and move on. Well, how does a person do this? It's one of the most difficult things in the world to do. And here's the reason why. It's especially difficult if others are not forgiving and willing to let you put your failure behind you. What are you talking about? Well, you got people that will bring your past to you. You know, the wrong stuff you did, that you did 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 15 minutes ago. They'll bring stuff to you. You remember, when, you remember when you did this? You remember when you said this? You remember when you walked by, you didn't even speak, and it was happy stab? Remember you did that? You don't have a clue when it happened last because you keep a connection with Jesus that if you have offended anybody, the Holy Ghost in you will allow you to go back to the person in whom you offended. Some of us get up here and we make the speech, and I hate to hear people say this. If I offended anybody, yes, you did. And you need to go right back to the person then whom you offended. Do I have any company in here, man, or not? Where not only does the first contrasting perspective of our topic deal with, I ain't going to look back. But the last one here, remember, this is a contrasting sermon, so it's only two points. The last contrasting perspective or our topic deals with, I will refer to. And here we go. Here's the turn of the jewel. The latter part of verse 13 
of Philippians 3 and all of verse 14. Look what it says. And reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. This is the declaration about the changed life of the believer. Christ is granted access to abide, to lead, and become the Lord of your life. He's been granted access to abide, to lead, and to become Lord of your life. And that validation of faith sounds like, I will refer to. And let me unpack and help you understand what that means. I will refer to means having a bearing on and alluding to the things that are ahead. I'm going to refer to this. You have a bearing on and be led to the things that are ahead. It's like putting your... You know how you do when you go to the ATM, you, you type in your PIN number. Y'all with me? Y'all, we still go to ATMs, don't we? We just hide all our money in the, in, the, in the mattress. No, we don't do it. You go to the ATM because y'all got a bank. How many got a bank? Amen, amen, amen. Have you checked your credit through your bank? Do you know that's free? Why you keep mentioning check your credit? Because you're going you're gonna to be in a position to bless somebody. Oh, ain't too many say people said that, April. You're going to be in a position to bless somebody. And watch this. God may tell you, I need for you to go to the bank. Yeah. Lord, here we go complaining. Lord, I ain't got that much money. I, I ain't got that much money, Jesus. I, I so hope he don't put me in a position to go to, go to the bank. Because your bank people know you. Your creditors know you. Because if you're a faithful, uh, you know, steward, you'll go to the bank and guess what you can ask for? Anything you want. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Pastor, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that person, that's an imaginary person. No, that person is sitting in the pew. All right. Yeah, amen. I ain't got it like that. Yes, you do, because your check come direct deposit. Yeah. <laughs> amen. No, it don't. I still get my check. I have to sign for my, it come direct deposit. And I guarantee you, those who have pockets right now, you got a little change. You got some dead precedents in your purse, your pocket, or on your card. Somebody ought to say amen. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you If them children ask anything, you be up there talking about, <sighs> you go right in your pocket. Won't you go ahead and nod your head? Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. So it's like hitting that PIN number. And when it's time to make that withdrawal from the ATM, you go up there and you key the right number in, then, you, then it asks you how much money would you like to withdraw, you punch in the amount, and the next thing you see on the screen is access accepted. When, what does it mean to allow Jesus to become Lord of your life? When life goes to tripping in areas where you need him the most, when you pray in the name of Jesus, Access accepted. When Jesus becomes Lord of your life and he leads you in every situation, access accepted. When Jesus becomes Lord of your mouth, there are things you won't say anymore. You know why? Access accepted. When Jesus becomes Lord of your home, there are things that won't go on in there anymore. Do you know why? Access accepted. When Jesus becomes Lord on your job, there are things you're not going to stand around the cooler and talk about. Do you know why? Access accepted. When Jesus becomes Lord of your relationships, your behavior changes. Do you know why? Access accepted. So we have to walk in a new different way. 
Amen. Pastor, you're talking foreign to us. That's why we're not saying nothing. Come on, come on. I understand. When you look at the phrase, I want you to go look at the phrase. The phrase says, when he pressed towards the mark, the phrase to stretch out towards is a figure drawn from the races in which the runner strains toward the goal with body bent forward, hand and foot stretched out. You've seen track and field before yeah, when they're yeah, trying yeah. to break the tape. You've seen that. Yeah. So to the runner in a race, the only object worthy of attention is the winning post, and so it was with Paul in his spiritual course. Yeah. He fixed his eyes on the goal of eternal life and an inheritance in the world beyond. Yeah. So that's what we strive for. Each and every moment of the day, because the enemy is trying to win mastery yeah. over your life. Like I said not too long ago, even while you're sleeping, yeah. he's still trying to win mastery. Mm -hmm. But you know what God said? He said, I'm lifting up a banner over my sister. Yeah, yeah, I'm lifting up a banner over my brother. And we must forget the things which are past yeah. and reach forth to those things which are before us. And this act involves two parts. How many parts, everybody? Two. Two parts. The first thing is, here it is, real easy, forgetting. The second one is reaching forward. Watch this. The past cannot be forgotten without reaching forth to what lies ahead. Yes, Lord. The past cannot be because you, you can't grab hold to it and look back at the same time because you'll, you'll be turned in a circle. You can't reach forward and look back at the same time because you're going to be doing what? Turned in a circle. That's not what God wants you to do. You can't reach for something forward and then lean back at the same time. For us older people, you'll wind up straining your back, hurting yourself. And do I have any company in here? So a person cannot sit around moaning and regretting the past. No, no, no. To do so is to be concentrating upon the past. Things of the past are to be forgotten, and the things of the future are to be the focus of the mind. I remember as a young kid looking at the racehorses. Never wanted to be around because it stinks. That's, that's what it was in Texas. We do stuff stinks. We not be around no cattle. I'm from Texas. Yeah, I didn't like steer and all that. Mm -mm. Fat stock show come around in February. I didn't like this. So it just stink. We had to go because we had the tickets. They give them out free while I went to public school. So I had to go. I'm like, whoo, this stuff stinks. But I watched the horses, sister women. I watched the horses. And one thing that the horse had that we need to use, blinders. <laughs> Blind, you know what? I'm like, why are they wearing blinders? They can see. No, because horses, they, they start roaming. If they don't have them on, they start looking. They start doing like us. Looking at everything. You're supposed to be in a race. You know, they, they're locked behind that thing before they get out, uh, uh, Brother Hudson. They, they walk behind that thing. But if you have your blinders on, you got your mind focused on where you're going. And nothing else and nobody but the jockey can tell you what to do. And I'm so glad that Jesus is the jockey that rides us because we need blinders today. Too much stuff going on in our communities. Too much stuff going on in our churches. Too much stuff going on in our homes. God said, let me get my people blinders or they're going to die and go to hell. So they need blinders on their eyes so they can see where they're going. Lord, I'm trying to get this thing going so y'all can go. The believer is to zero in on the things at hand and on the things that lie ahead. Do I have any help from Scripture? Yes, we do. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 58 and Galatians 6 and verse 9. Talking about keeping your focus. It says, therefore, my beloved, be ye steadfast. 
and unmovable. Always what? Abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And my favorite text is this. Let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we don't pass out. That's the original. That's what it says, if we don't pass out. Here in verse 14 of our text of Philippians 3, press towards means to pursue or I follow after. The contestant must not be turned aside. Watch this because we're in a race, right? The contestant must not be turned aside by applause or insults. What does that mean? They're going to talk about you. Just show us you whatever color you is, whatever nationality you may be. They're going to talk about you because you claim in Jesus. Don't, don't be turned aside by applause. Don't be turned aside by insults. Don't, be, don't get too relaxed. You watch out how you stumble. You, you got to watch out how many times you stop. You must continually press forward until the goal is gained. Amen. And in this text, the goal to be gained is the high calling in Christ Jesus. And that is the main goal. I know you're concerned about crossing the finish line. You, you, you know, you're uneasy about how long it took you to get to the finish line. And, and it's been unsettling on how things have happened and, and how things have transpired in your life. Yeah. We can talk about you know, how good things are, but there's some stuff yeah. that happened to you. Watch this. That you bear emotional scars. That's right. yeah. There are some things that have happened to you and I. Yes, sir. That we've been carrying for a long time. You've been listening to the Restoring Faith broadcast with Dr. Christopher Manuel. I pray that today's message made your trouble smaller, your hope greater, and your faith restored. You're invited to join me every first and third Saturday for divine worship service at 10 a.m. and on Tuesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. at the Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Church located on 4517 South MacArthur Drive in Alexandria and at the Smyrna Seventh-day Adventist Church on every second and fourth Saturday for divine worship service at 11 a.m. and Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. located on 916 Richmond Drive in Alexandria. Beloved, your gifts and love offerings can help keep this ministry on air. Send your correspondence to P.O. Box 3131, Pineville, Louisiana, 71361. And join us on every Tuesday and Thursday from 10 a.m. to 1015 a.m. on KAYT for the Restoring Faith broadcast. Be blessed. The Wade Hampton Show will be right back. Get ready for something new. Introducing Uncle Ugh. 